What up, everybody? Welcome to Slash You, episode four. Yeah. Episode four, Slash You, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to find this royalty-free jazz we can play so we won't get in any trouble. But right, right, like an, as for intro music. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But again, we are Slash You. I am Nick. And I am Andy. What is Slash You, some of you might ask, even though this is episode four and you should fucking already know. Uh, we <laughs> Gotta do are... it every time. <laughs> every time, I know. It's that hook. Yep. Uh, we're just a couple guys. We aren't film critics. We just uh, enjoy watching campy, forgotten slasher movies made between the years 1977 and 1988. Right. Today's movie. Oh. oh today's movie is a doozy, my friend. Andy, I don't even know what my notes mean. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I don't know. Like, this is... We got to keep this quick and small and rad, but I... It's Blood Diner. Blood Diner, 1987? No, no rating. 1987. Right. An hour and 28 minutes. Uh, so it's a quick and easy watch, and uh, it, we watch it on Hulu Plus. Yes, and it's a quick synopsis. It's, yeah. you know, nothing, uh, well, I say nothing too crazy, but let's <clears throat> let's be honest here. The but movie's the, crazy. Yeah, I'm going to give a quick synopsis, and sure. Andy, I think, actually took some uh, great thoughts and kind of put them together so we don't lose the audience because there is so much. If you haven't seen this movie, there is a lot, a lot, a lot to dissect. I would recommend watching it before listening to this episode yeah i mean because you're gonna get spoilers as always oh yeah as always we're always gonna go all the way through yep. but this this is about the namtut brothers uh they run the most popular restaurant in town but their meals contain the human bride products of their attempts to resurrect the ancient goddess of blood and lust shitar which we'll learn and be hearing more about this is again a very complicated movie <laughs> Uh, so much that we're going to dis uh, dissect and discuss, but uh, I just wanted to ask, Andy, how you feeling? You feeling all right? I'm feeling great this week. Yeah. Hey, look, look, I don't, my, I, most of you I've, don't know, I've been wearing this splint cast for my right. thumb. Right. Now it's just a little glove. Yeah, injuries healing. Injuries healing. I look That's like a little Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm still good. We're still a work in progress here, folks. But, uh, Andy, why don't you take us through the synopsis of right. what we really are going on with... Uh, sure. So, my... My main, I guess, objective is to just set up the broad strokes of this movie so everybody understands what exactly is going on. Oh, there was a warning at the beginning when you watch this movie. Nick, do you want yeah, I, I, I to legit warning scroll up is, the screen? This is very important before we discuss the movie. This is yeah. a, a real warning. Uh, we also recommend watching the trailer before you uh, like f find the trailer. This is on Hulu+. Plus. Yeah. Watch the trailer, the and then this is the warning that precedes the... Or, is that precedes? Precedes. Precedes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. You got it. Okay. Cool. Right on. Kind of like the Star He's a Wars. writer, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Nick writes things. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, brother. Um, but it's like the star. It's like the you know, like you read this the disclaimer. Mm. Hey, there you go. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. So I'm gonna put it like this. I'm gonna try to do it in the voice too. Mm. <clears throat> try my best, Andy. <clears throat> Warning, the truly unusual motion picture you're about to see contains many scenes of graphic violence. It is not intended for the faint of heart, nor the young and impressionable. What is a sad fact that mass homicide practitioners of blood cults infest our society, the producers of this film wish to express that they do not condone, nor that they want to inspire any of the human butchery or violence portrayed in this film. If you feel you'll be offended by such material, please leave the theater at once. All the mutations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home. Thank Thank you. <laughs> I think you meant mutilations. What I say? Mutations. Mutilations, but, but still, you get the idea. Yeah, Come this on, actually man. scrolls at the front, the, the, the yes. head of the, at the top of the movie. And that's why we wanted to rewind before Andy got right. into like the 
I guess the cheater's notes. Yeah, Cliff's notes, right. Okay. Cliff's notes. Thank so uh, this movie centers around two brothers, Michael Tutman and his brother George Tutman, who are brainwashed at a young age by their uh, serial killer uncle, Anwar Namtut, which is just Tutman backwards, Namtut, into completing his task of resurrecting the ancient Lumerian goddess Sheetar. So it's Anwar's mission, and uh, he basically passes it on to his his nephews, which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, their mission uh, is given to them once they, resu- once they resurrect Anwar from the grave, which we're going to talk about in a second. Anwar is from then on a brain in a mason jar that commands his nephews, the brothers, Michael and George. In order to complete their mission, the brothers must collect different body parts from many immoral women, stitch them together, and call forth the goddess at a blood buffet with a virgin. A blood buffet. Yeah, blood buffet. And they need to have a virgin on hand to sacrifice, ready for this goddess to eat once they resurrect her. The brothers choose women for their blood buffet from those that enter into their wildly popular vegetarian restaurant. I'm going to put vegetarian in quotes. Meanwhile, the B story... Two mismatched detectives work together to try to track them down before more card carnage can ensue. The the A, the A story follows the brothers, and they are uh, uh, the opening scene of the movie is uh, the little kids playing in the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, their mom has to run out to the grocery store to get tampons. To get tampons, yep. she makes no bones about saying that. She leaves the house, and we hear the radio uh, giving a warning about a, a killer that's on the loose. Uh, and the radio talks about the killer on the loose holding a meat cleaver in one hand and his genitals in his other hand. We interrupt this program to give you an important news bulletin. A suspect in the Happy Times all-girls glee club slang has fled the scene and managed to elude the police. He is armed and dangerous and has been spotted in the west side area, armed with a meat cleaver in one hand and his genitals in the other. Gross. That was exactly it. Right. So the movie does this classic uh, point of view stuff uh, from the, this psycho's point of view, looking into the window of the house on yes. the two brothers. Classic. And you think, of course, you're led to believe, oh my gosh, these two kids are in danger. And the door busts down and it's... Violently busts down. Violently busts down. And it's their uncle, Anwar. Yay! Anwar Namtut. And they get so excited. And they say, Uncle Anwar! Yep. So you're like, oh my gosh, this is wacky. Why did he bust down the door so violently? Why can't he just uh, knock and say, hey kids? He just knock, hey, it's your Uncle Anwar. <laughs> Uh, but that's fine. I mean, basically, he he, proceed, he proceeds to tell. Now I'm hung up on proceeds, precedes. He proceeds to tell go. his two his two nephews that uh, Uncle Anwar is having a tough time and he's going to have to go away for a while. So he needs them to carry out his work of resurrecting Sheetar. Okay. The traditions of black magic, which right. includes right. Sheetar, the religion. Uh, it's Lumerian, which is made up. Yes, I, Lumerian made up, and it's. How old is this? Five million BC. There you go. Five million. This this is an old ass religion. It precedes the evolution of humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it does. you believe that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Maybe some dinosaurs were right. like maybe a little T Rex was running around a Sheetar, but uh, right. I don't even think that was five million. I don't. Even... Well, anyway, let's um, not get into science. Right. Well, uh, Uncle Anwar is being chased by the police. He ends up getting, uh, he ends up basically committing suicide by cop. Suicide. I wrote that. Out on the front lawn. Suicide and by the cop. kids witness it, and the kids then go on. We flash forward 20 years later. 20 so. years later. Uh, just a quick note on that, too. Like, as he's talking to the kids, he's telling them how they must, as children, he gives them an ambulance of shatar. Right. right. He tells, and they're playing with Play Doh. They're making little meals out of Play Doh, so it's almost a perfect setup for these kids to run his diner. Right. Something that he's been working on, but, you know, like Mikey's working on hypnosis. Like, right. as a young boy, he's trying to learn how to hypnotize, and little Georgie is making meals out of Play Doh. So it's, again, kind of setting up right. the story that we're about to jump into right. as we enter the cemetery 20 years later. 
Um, we enter the cemetery. The boys are digging up their uncle. They pull his brain out of his corpse. Uh, why his brain isn't uh, decomposed after 20 years, I'll never know. But they basically put Uncle Anwar's brain in a mason jar. And for the rest of the movie, his brain, the brain is talking to them and directing them and telling them what to do. And the eyes... Oh, they actually kill a security guard there at the cemetery. And they they hit take him a, really hard with a shovel. They take a shovel to the back of his head yeah. and his eyes pop out. Just like that. Yeah, that's not a sound that's effect. A, that's, that's me. That's re- yeah, that's, yeah, that isn't a sound effect. And it really sounds good on these mics. Um, Pops the eyes right out of the guy's head. They put the eyes and Uncle Anwar's brain in a mason jar. Yes. So he can look around and direct them. He's my favorite character. Oh, not my not my dick kill shot, but he's my favorite yeah. character because he's just how he talks to the boys. It's hilarious. So basically, the setup is these boys. Then for the remainder of the movie, they need immoral women. They need body parts, legs, arms, fingers, toes from immoral women. They need a virgin. Uh, they need the stomach, lungs, and liver from sluts and skanks. And yes. they need all these for the parts. Blood the, blood the blood buffet. The blood buffet. The blood buffet. They need all these parts uh, for the blood buffet to, and they're they're sewing together uh, the body for Sheetar to inhabit when they can resurrect her near near the end of the movie. This is another kind of political social statement. If you want to get into it, like let's think about Frankenstein. Let's think about the movie Weird Science, another classic '80s comedy mm-hmm. where they are building the perfect woman. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I mean, are we just trying to? Is this kind of like gender-specific gender roles of how we construct the ideal woman in our mind? Because why isn't Sheetar made up of body parts of sweet, innocent virgin types of girls next door? Like if Mother Mary oh, or like... Right. She, her, Sheetar's body is made up of the sluts. The sluts and skanks. The immoral women, uh, according to the script of the movie. Nick and I don't approve of any of that. Oh, hell no. Calling Come women on now. skanks we're... or sluts. Dude, we're, we're woke and fun. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it is still something funny to me. We respect women here. <laughs> I, it's, it's just... You're uh, going to hear us call them chicks. I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes I know happen. it is it is bad. But, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, but you I can call always dudes. You can always just not listen, but we want you well, to listen. I mean, but it's also... But it's the 80s, and so, I mean, I say bloods, boobs, and dead mm-hmm. bodies. I mean, it's it was a simple time in cinema. Now, right. we, we do right. see, you know... I. I don't want this podcast to get too political. Basically, we then we, we jump briefly to the B story, which is the cops who are going to be on the trail of Mike and George. They first start the movie. The, the police are trying to figure out the murder of the security guard at the uh, cemetery. And the body and the body dis, and the, uh, the body, body dismemberment of Uncle Anwar. Right. So, uh, well, I thought the dismemberment of the security guard. Security guard. But yeah. they're still wondering why someone dug up Uncle Anwar. Right. Uh, so grief. that's where they first pick up the trail, and we're introduced to Detective Mark Shepard. Yep, played played by Roger Dower. Think about if New Jersey and uh, Family Matters had a baby. He, his accent <laughs> sounds like like a New Jersey mm-hmm. and Steve Urkel. Yeah, like he he's kind of like got the nerd. Hey, like you know, EMC equals squared. Right. You know, I don't if, know if Urkel was on Jersey Shore. Yes, got it. That's uh, Mark's. That's Mark's. Mark Shepard and his chief is Chief Miller, played by Max Morris, is a East Indian, a very violent man. Um, very violent. Yeah. I mean, he uh, in that first scene where they're discussing the, the dismemberment of the security guard, that's when um, Mark gets assigned a new partner who we'll meet in a future scene. The new partner is Sheba Jackson, uh, played by Lynette LaFrance. Who and, is from the island of Guam? Yeah. Is she? No, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't find any information about her beyond this movie. She's got an accent, for sure. She has she's an got accent, an interesting accent. And she's trying to cover it up in this movie. So our boys are going around trying to kill 
I mean, that's basically what you need to know. There's a lot of periphery in this movie, but basically our, our boys are trying to kill immoral women. And one of the first, the, the way they find their victims is by having them sign the guest list, sign up for their mailing list at the diner. The diner. Which is a very um, popular diner. Yeah. Because of the food they serve. Because the brothers through Uncle Anwar are anointed to the ancient cult of Shitar mm. to uphold ritualistic cannibalism. They must prepare a feast for her, their goddess. So, again, you know, we know that uncle has failed, so now he's enlisting his, his nephews. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, would be a great episode, I think, for uh, Food Network. <laughs> Welcome to Flavortown, you motherfuckers. Right. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. Blood diner. <laughs> totally. Um, I dig God, it. I could see Guy Fieri in there. So, the diner is open. <laughs> yeah. Eating he, this. Oh, he would um, eat. He would eat everything. It's, it? Yeah. And it's... And, again, I want to... To, before we go on, these are the 80s popular wrestling, aerobics, mm-hmm. vegetarianism. Like, mm-hmm. these are diners that are sloppy, greasy fucking diners, and they're vegetarian. Well, the deal is, these guys tout themselves as vegetarian diner, but early yes. in the movie, they're using, like, animal parts. They're yes. legit using meat. There's Cat a meat. shopping list that consists of six dog dicks, three large rats, two golden retrievers, eight cats, any gender, MSG, and dog food. That's their shopping list that you see, you catch a glimpse, glimpse of early in the movie. Then as we go on and they start killing people, they use the leftover parts in their food. And you see as the movie goes on, the diner becomes more and more packed with people because they're loving this health food, this they think vegetarian they're, they're, but, food. I mean, I know it's like... And maybe, cannibalism. I'm a vegetarian and, I, you know, I don't eat meat, but I still think, like, if I was eating a human finger, I'd be like, this isn't fish finger surprise exactly at one point in the movie a man comes into the diner identifies himself as the irs <laughs> and and he says i need to see your books georgie takes him in back and kills him two seconds two seconds just as mike is saying hey we're out of the special and he kills this guy and comes back with a plate full of fingers it's the fish finger special and he throws him in the bread and throws him in the fryer and serves him to some people and they don't notice they're eating fingers anyway yeah so i mean again but i digress uh, this is it's gross it is gross but it's so there's so many yeah so many points to this movie that andy and i were talking before we hit record yeah that and my notes again if you looked at my fucking notes you'd be like half of my notes say ask andy what he thinks well i want to get over the overview the boys are basically going around uh, they're they're tasked with killing uh the immoral women they need yes they need um early on they need the stomachs uh, from they need to pure puree uh, two stomachs from two skanks, so they go to the club and they attract a couple of skanks. They kill them, they puree their stomachs for the blood feast, blood blood buffet. Um, they need a, a virgin. Mike early on uh, uh, sort of targets a, a girl who's a regular in the diner. Connie. Connie, and he kind of um, hypnotizes her into coming back to the diner. Sort of, I guess, strikes up a rapport with her, and she'll. We'll table her, but she's our virgin. Part of part of how they find all the parts to stitch together the body of Sheetar is by targeting a, a nude aerobics class. Again, we just watched Killer Workout last week. That's right. I had Killer flashbacks. Workout. I did too because I think one of the headlines says, "Yeah, nude aerobics equals bloody." Yeah. Workout. No, I mean because we watched Killer Workout, so it was bloody workout or something. I was like, "Hey, how similar that was." <laughs> it was a different movie. Um, Leave us alone. So our boys shoot up a naked aerobics class with a nod to Point Break. Oh yeah, he jumps in with a Richard or a Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan mask. Reagan mask on, and he, and they're they're actually doing nude aerobics coast to coast on every cable network. <laughs> 
and all they're doing is just jumping jacks, jumping jacks, topless with their boobs hanging with out. With their boobs, but I mean, you know, they're bouncy boobs, and mm-hmm. I think uh, you know the the first one to get shot is the guy who, for some reason, the camera woman is topless too, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of fun. But uh, the woman who's not on the camera, she's yeah, behind the camera. So this is because that's what starts the scene in the diner. Two of the immoral cheerleaders are like, "Come on, Connie, right, the virgin, right." Come, all you have to do is take your top off. Right. It's simple. Right. And then, you know, Connie's so nervous. And they go, oh, we don't need you. We'll do it on our own. Right. It's because your dad's a cop. And so they leave to die. Right. And, uh, but they've that, obviously signed the mailing list with oh, yeah. the address for the naked workout place. Because then our, our boys, our heroes of the story, yeah, <laughs> Mikey we'll and Georgie, I mean, that's just uh, they bust in and shoot it up. Kill them all. And they cut up their bodies. They need, what do they say? They need, like, undamaged legs, undamaged arms. Uh, everything. They need everything. They need butt cheeks. They need fingers, toes. They need, the, even right. Georgie walks in with the head and goes, Hi, I'm Sheetar. They Which I thought head. was, yeah, so we got the head. That's actually really funny. It <laughs> was, I agree. But, you know, again, it's, they're closing all this. They're, they're you know, they're kind of closing all this up and getting the parts. But, right. you know, Uncle Anwar, the jar, as we say Uncle Anwar, please remember that his eyes and brain. the security eyes, the security guard's eyes and his brain are in this jar. It's We'll post this on our Instagram. It's a great shot. It's actually decent special effects for it the is. time. I mean, the eyes move. Right. For but, that time. But my wife good. asked, where was the mouth? And I was like, I couldn't uh, explain There that. was like some speaker on top of the jar, I think. That oh, was that, that's what it was. Voice. That's what it could Because I wondered that, too. I'm like, how are they hearing him talk? And I think they hooked up some speaker somehow. Apparently, all you got to do is plug a wire into a brain, and then and then that works. <laughs> oh, you guys, I don't have... I was just giving Andy the stink eye. I guess, man. I mean, I mean, but we're really Science. talking... We're talking. Yeah, we're talking about a movie with a brain and security eyes going... Like, yeah, security guards' eyes, and uh, about a five million year old goddess that eats people. So, so we we pick up with our B story with our police, our, our detectives. Hold on, we, we can't forget though, as oh, they're getting oh, the body parts. Yeah, what are the entrails and the uh, mm-hmm. other body parts used for? Tomorrow's veggie burgers. Tomorrow's veggie burgers. They use the leftovers in their diner. Yes, for so, so all those naked aerobic. Oh, what 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 Sheetar, The building of Sheetar doesn't use. Right. They put in there. They put in tomorrow's veggie burgers. Right. Yesterday's meatloaf is today's sloppy <laughs> Joe. But I did like the nod to Point Break with that. Yeah. Um, with the president mask. So then our cops are trying to figure out the mass shooting at the Naked Aerobics. And D- Detective Mark Shepard says to his captain, it looks like someone had a do-it-yourself lunch meat party. And Captain Miller punches him in the stomach. <laughs> Don't disrespect the dead. Chief Miller is kind of a bit of a reactionary. Yeah, he punches Mark a lot, but mm-hmm. Mark's Mark, and this is our New Jersey Urkel. Yep. Mark's also kind of like giving Sheba shit. Like you know, they first meet and at this well, scene. Yeah, in this scene, yeah. he just decides to like, how do you, what do you call this? Uh, uh, what do you call that? Like he, he like licks his lips, lips in a sexy his lips, way. but very like not just slowly. like slowly. Like you see on TikTok, these kids trying to be yeah. like, uh, you know, like this is like. Uh, it's uh, not sensual at all. No. Yeah, it's like trying to get out of Prince Paper. Like, what's the sign? That's another go. office reference. Thank you. There we go. But he, he really, like, and she's looking at him, because Sheba, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. is probably the most attractive. I thought she was very pretty and very oh yeah elegant, and her acting probably wasn't the best, but again, we're talking about Blood Dyer. Right. But uh, I thought she was... She uh, wasn't up for an Oscar. I was pissed off at Mark for doing that to her. He's a douche. Yes, he is. 
it's also from this scene where they examine the stomach contents of some of the murdered naked cheerleaders and they discover a lot of health food a lot of beans a lot of other veggies but also cat yep cat meat and so the their chief sends them off to start interviewing different health restaurants around the neighborhood because this is as we jump into we meet a pivotal character named vitamin c what is he like a food critic no he's a trucker imagine oh. like a midwest trucker you know someone that probably drives across state line I, that's who i thought i mean i just thought it was funny that he was like i've tasted veggie burgers across this great nation of ours bit of a hefty guy big of it bit very big so my guess is when he's not eating at health food places he's eating at burger king <laughs> I mean, but don't, but Andy, you got to think though, if he's eating at this restaurant, because he loves uh, this diner that the brothers are running. Yeah. He's eating, you know, human carcass. So that's true at this place. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's really stoked on the food. I just think he was also one of my favorite characters because he doesn't die, you know, but he's just really right. into the food and, you know, he always seems to get his ass kicked by Georgie. Played by Michael Barton, Horatio Titus. Everybody calls me Vitamin C. Vitamin C? Get it? Get it? Yeah, that's the joke. If uh, you don't know, Barton, right? Yes. Barton uh, was uh, one of the executive producers mm. behind Boogie Nights. I'm just making that up. I just oh. thought it'd be funny. <laughs> anyway. See if you're still listening mm. out there. So our cops start interviewing health restaurants around the area. Yep. Um, our boys are still trying to kill women for their parts. They need the lungs and livers from two sluts. I think they need the blood as well, because at one point Michael is sucking yeah, that, the blood. That comes a little later, when yeah. they need to drink the blood, but that's for the blood buffet. And I call it buffet because that's how Uncle Enwar calls it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we need the body parts of immoral women to bake shitar. We need right. all these things for the blood buffet, one of the virgin, and people to celebrate. So They use the parts from the naked aerobics to sew together shitar's body, so that much is done and out of the way. Then the rest is the blood buffet. The blood buffet, right. yes. Um, at one point, the, the boys each have an amulet from Uncle he, he, he gave that to them right. when they were kids. At one point, at one point, one of their victims died with it, and they threw her parts in the trash. This is I know this answer. Yeah, this is I didn't catch it. It looks like she grabs his ear. Okay, because he was still dressed in that costume. Okay, so he might have taken his amulet worn as an earring because she rips off Mikey's ear. Okay. We are talking now to each other. Well, that could have been. Our... I'm sorry. Yeah, you um, should apologize. Well, my. The reason why it bridges to the next part of the movie was uh, they throw some leftover parts from one of their victims in the trash, and along with those parts are one of their amulets. A bag lady on the street sorting through the trash finds some body parts and calls the cops. Calls the cops. So now the cops have uh, one of the amulets, and they contact an archaeologist. A Jurassic Park. Like, it was like it was Jurassic like, Park. You remember yeah. the first scene of Jurassic Park? Yep. It was a dig, a dig site. But what, how she, did she... I don't know. How does she? And she's so. She's she, like on. She's she's on speed. Or she's yeah, definitely cocaine again. <laughs> How many times are we going to mention cocaine in this she podcast? She explains to the cops that a this lot. is a this is an amulet from an ancient Lumerian uh, cult and a, a subsect of that religion that worshipped the goddess Sheetar, and that's what turns our cops onto Sheetar. So now they're that much closer. Once they learn about the cult, the blood cult from that anthropologist, archaeologist. They are finding some similarities in these murders with a case from 20 years ago. And that's where they learn the history, well, the cops anyway, sort of learn the history of uh, Anwar Namtut, who died via... The real one, not the jar. Right. No, yeah. the, the the real guy from 1962. The human body. The human body. Yeah. They, they know, they were like, man, this really, all these killings and stuff is very similar to something that happened 20 years ago, uh, where this guy, Anwar Namtut, and we're, they decided to go interview an old 
detective from 20 years ago who has since retired and ask him about Anwar Namtut and that Don't case. Ah! Yeah, Sorry. well, that's the thing. Every time they say his name, his wife screams because it makes her, she gets triggered. She's so distraught by Anwar Namtut that she screams. And we learn about how this detective killed the guy. Uh, he was crazy, going on about some blood cult, whatever. And we learn that the daughter of the detective is Connie, our virgin. Connie, our virgin. Meanwhile, Michael, one of the brothers in this movie, has sort of hypnotized Connie into going out on a date with him. But he is a good-looking guy. He Mikey. is. I mean, let's picture, you know, um, I like to think of this. Uh, if you remember the movie Heathers mm-hmm. with a, a young Christian Slater, mm-hmm. he's got that vibe. Sure. 80s. I yeah. think Heathers was 80s, if I'm not mistaken. And a, a classic movie, yeah. which, you know... Mikey's he reminds me dude. of Christian Slater, not yeah. with that Jack Nicholson voice, I should right, say, right. but you know, with that look, the he's earring smooth. dangling. Right. Yeah, he's, he's definitely the smarter of the two brothers, too. And he knows how to flirt. And he knows how to flirt. And if he still doesn't get his way, he can hypnotize. Yeah. Just sort of a look in my eyes sort of thing. I'm not going to get into their date. We'll talk about that a little later. But Mikey and the uh, the virgin Connie go out on a date, and needless to say, he gets her back to the back to the diner to use as a sacrifice. They have at this no, point. No, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. He gets her back to the diner. Yeah. To keep her rat, you know, keep her. He's got her tied up. Yeah, tied yeah. up because she's the virgin. They got to sacrifice right. with the blood buffet right. and the immoral body parts that built Sheetar. Right. At this point, we at this point in the movie, the boys ha- have all their parts that they need. Yep. Sheetar is built. Sheetar is built. The, the, the blood, blood buffet is ready. They the go people to a, are there. The virgins. They there. go to a local club. Because they need a big crowd to be participating in this blood buffet. They have given the club owners all kinds of um, hunger-inducing drugs. To get it looks like people. ecstasy to me. Like big-ass yeah. ecstasy pills. Just giant, I've never done ecstasy. They look like gumballs. But they say, what did this, the jar say? Like hunger? Hunger induces... It was like hunger on or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But it induces, to me... It makes I, them hungry. This but is... basically it turns the people into zombies and they just start going nuts eating the blood buffet and then biting into each other. It's blood buffet. Yeah. Andy. Blood buffet. And then uh, Sheetar is awakened. Right. They but complete the ritual. Sheetar is awakened. The uncle's brain, Anwar's jar, An- Anwar's brain, brain that's in the jar goes into Sheetar. Sheetar. Yeah. So Sheetar's got all her organs. And all parts. the brain of the uncle. Right. She comes to life. Right. And just as they're about to sacrifice the virgin so Sheetar could eat her upon awakening, the cops shoot bust the, in the club. Bust in the club. They shoot the dagger out of Mikey's hands so he, the virgin Connie is saved. Uh, there's a scuffle, obviously, between George, the cops, Mikey. Mikey gets shot. Um, Mike gets shot right in the eye. Yes. He's dead. George, George is freaks pissed. out. He killed my brother. Yeah, he's kind you of know, the dumb one. I right. don't know if you mentioned that. But Meanwhile, yeah. Sheetar is kind of half awake, you know, kind of coming online. Starts zapping people with lightning. Yeah. Which was pretty badass. It was pretty cool. Cool special effect for that time period. Uh, killing people with lightning. Take, using her powers of Jupiter to exact yes. revenge is what the phraseology is in the movie. And then... Uh, her stomach looks like a yeah. vagina with teeth. It's, I was going to say like a vertical mouth, but you want to say vagina. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Like, even my <laughs> wife sits up. She's like, Nick, it's, it's not a vagina. I'm like... She's like her vagina's down below. It's a I'm like, monster. But, but yeah. yeah, but I it's if they built the body parts, that means the aerobics girl that had the stomach had yeah. like uh maybe it was ooh maybe it was uh where you where you have that surgery where you get your uh, thing removed or whatever appendix appendix yeah. yeah so maybe maybe when they maybe that aerobics girl had an appendix scar and then they put it on Sheetar yeah and then that appendix scar became a vagina with teeth. 
Could be. See, I'm pretty smart. I think you are. Thank you. Yep. Nick, PhD. Um, <laughs> they, but Georgie uh, loses his head. Yes, uh, Georgie is fighting with uh, our detective Mark Shepard and um, Detective Sheba Jackson, the badass chick detective, kicks him and his head flies. She's like Jackie Brown. Yeah, she kicks Georgie off of her partner Mark, and Georgie Georgie goes headfirst into this vertical tooth vagina mouth. That's on Sheetar, and so Georgie meets his demise there as well. Now, are we to assume Georgie's a virgin? I think he was gay. I think they had him, because even his uncle says, don't let Georgie go to those gay clubs. Oh, right, okay. Because you remember, he doesn't even make out with a girl. That's right. I didn't know if Georgie was a virgin, because by Sheetar eating Georgie's head, then she kind of goes all lightning and explodes, and uh, one of the final scenes of the movie is the cops kind of cleaning up all the the dead bodies in the club. Um, Sheetar's disappeared. We smash cut to woman, a nice looking woman walking it's down the street. Great shot. You see these red heels. Yep. Pan yep. up. Yep. Pan up. Red dress. Red dress. You never cleavage. see the fish. Cleavage. You don't see the head. Then you see this douchebag dick bag and <sighs> a red convertible, convertible pull up. Yeah. <laughs> and go, hey, hey girl, hey. Like he's catcalling her, trying to get oh, her attention. Yeah. He's catcalling her. I would tiger calling her or yes. some more extreme version <laughs> yeah. of cat calling. Yeah. He's Tiger King he's calling her. Lying. Damn Carol Baskins. Right. He is severely catcalling <laughs> but this is my favorite line of the movie uh it's the last scene mm-hmm. uh so finally we this woman enters this car mm-hmm. and so the guy who's been catcalling her tiger calling her looks at her and says hey before i stick my big sausage in you what do they call you and like with these super gnarly teeth that look like we see her like face. Nut- and face her face is pretty but her yeah. teeth are like white nails they're all fangs they're all fangs yeah. like slithery fangs that you would see in an alien she looks at him and goes they call me Sheetar and And that doesn't freak the guy out he doesn't go like fuck and like try to kick her out or try to run from his car he just goes okay and and drives off roll credits roll credits because this man Nick doesn't care about faces (laughs) I I mean I know they have that joke but I mean still no brother wait please watch this movie just for the last scene if anything but at least watch the trailer because you'll see the the vertical uh, vagina mouth and on then her stomach that her, we're wait about. yeah the stomach <laughs> vagina teeth look like Sheetar's real teeth exactly all right I gotta piss we're gonna take a short break and be right back with more hope you enjoyed the jazz music nice this is again royalty free so sexy mmm. Hear that? Mm-hmm. Come on now. All right. Nice Welcome little back. break. Welcome, Welcome back. back. We've been gone to well to you guys. It's instantaneous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take a little break. Let our little mascot go. Take a little uh, right. pee and poop outside. Edie the puppy had to go outside. Edie the puppy had to go outside. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and just dive in right here, brother. Yeah. What are we gonna cover here? Well, we dissected a movie that quickly, even though it was a half an hour, that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of Andy, you broke it down, and mm-hmm. there was so much going on in this movie that so we kind much. of want to discuss now. Right, so I wanted, with the first half of the show, to just give people the broad strokes of what happened in this movie, so they can at least follow that much, and then we were going to go through some, some of other the finer points. Again, I know I've said this, it's probably my third time on this episode, but <laughs> my notes are askew. They're That's a good word. Th- yeah, I They agree. are askew. Like, so are mine. We've got everything from cannibal bikers, <laughs> Nazis, 
lot um, of Nazi stuff. A lot of Nazi stuff. Oh. Which is not cool, but again, it's why? You know, once we why is it in there? <laughs> I, yeah. So we got cannibal bikers, Nazis, yeah. aerobics, vegetarianism, fifties uh, kind of uh, motif, if you will. Like there's it's fifties mm-hmm. music that's based like mm-hmm. you know from when uh, we had see the kids. We're gonna hit our our dick shot kills of the week. Yes, dick shot kill. Dick shot kill. Dick shot kill. Bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. But um. <laughs> I, I I thought that Andy did a great job of. I didn't thank say I thought. You, thank I you so much. Oh uh, yeah, let me just get a little piece of that. <laughs> okay, we're still playing with these damn new mics. Anyway, uh, I I thought it was just a great way to break it down, mm-hmm. eloquently put about mm-hmm. the whole premises of the movie. But now there are so many things that we just gotta dissect and we come down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and start if that's okay. I urge everyone to watch this movie. Yes. So yeah, go right ahead, my friend. All right, so we got An uh, Anwar, who we're going to know as uncle, and uh, the security guards. You know, when they're digging up his body, they get the eyes to put in the jar, and then mm-hmm. we get you know who Anwar is with the brain, the eyes of the security guard, and as he as he is the character that really brings this movie together with his nephews, Mikey right. and Georgie. Georgie is kind of the we assume is a dumber one. Because he is, what we find out, an amateur wrestler. So as an amateur wrestler, which is another storyline I didn't know was going to exist. And still, in my notes, I'm like, why does it exist? Because he's as he's preparing food, because we do know he's the chef of the diner, he watches wrestling on a black and white TV right. in the diner. So that said, I kind of want to bring this all together. Last thing I want to put before we kind of break down this uh, this movie <laughs> is the very last shot in the club scene where everyone dies. That's why we can't do a kill count this Oh, week. no, yeah, that's right. There's We're too many people. Kill count. Too many people. A lot of people die. So if you really like slaughter and mayhem and blood, body parts and boobs. It's and, all here. Uh, and Nazis. <laughs> Definitely, if you like them, you know, thanks for listening, but we really don't need you. Yeah, I heard. I hear they're playing this movie at the RNC convention. Oh, <laughs> we don't want this to be political. I Nick. know, but still, it's uh, it's it's this movie to, has something for everybody. Yes, it does have something for everyone. Holy cow! Richard Spencer would enjoy this movie. Um, but you know, again, what we're kind of getting at is that you know this whole thing. The uncle has failed. He's grabbing on his uh, nephews to get the body parts of these immoral girls, find a virgin to sacrifice and to cook the blood buffet that Andy put together so well. Right. We bring in Guy Fieri, welcome to Flavortown, and uh, the diner is open for business. For business. And the business is booming. Yeah, (laughs) this is good. You know, but again, it's, what am I supposed to understand in this movie? Um, Besides naked, topless aerobics, bikers that eat people which are never really brought up in the movie like i don't understand like is it a nod to uh, one of those old b movies that is about cannibalism and bikers that they made because i know the director was a really big fan of that's why they called on her to make this we never pointed that out yes holy cow director jackie kong a woman woman asian american woman our first female director of any of the movies we've watched so far on slash you did a damn good job I might say this is probably one of the more fun movies, and actually, um, in my opinion, sorry, Edie's playing with squeaky, squeaky toy. Uh, in in my opinion, this was one of the more like the story is not co- well. It's hard to say because there was a lot of things that I liked, like the cops, the, just the way the A and B story worked, flowed nicely, was directed nicely. 
as compared to the movies we've watched so far. And especially in a, uh, you know, where we are in 2020, a current administration that doesn't understand um, racial strife that's going on and uh, what's happening. I love to see the diner full of diversity. Oh, there, yeah. There, there were bikers. There all kinds of people there. Hippies. Uh, there was a cult of people that looked like, uh, you remember the uh, the ladies that took care of Eddie Murphy and coming to America? Yes. The way they dressed and they yes. threw the roses? That's what they looked like, but they were yep. all wearing white and they were, I guess, a religious group. You had like they, they were part, like, I felt like it was a melting pot. The diner, even though uh, it was a way to learn information on people to kill. <laughs> And really bring the idea of sacrifice for the uh, Shitar religion, right. or the Lumerian, Lumerian religion. religion. Which, by the way, Lumerians were a race of aliens in Star Trek The Next Generation. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, as Or we... I'll save that for Did You Know <laughs> later. I'm going to bring up Did You, like, not Did yeah. You Know Now, but uh, we talked about Georgie yeah. as he's preparing uh, these meals for uh, the Tutman Diner. Watching some wrestling. Yeah, he's watching wrestling, and one of the wrestlers is little Jimmy Hitler. <laughs> little Jimmy Hitler. And he, and we find My out God. later that Georgie's going to wrestle him, because yeah. Georgie is an amateur wrestler. And there's a, a like, little Jimmy Hitler's challenge the public, come take me on. For $1,000, yeah. which is a lot in the 80s. It has to be yeah. at least where, like, Hell, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot right now, my friend. I would be yes. fine if someone gave me a $1,000. If you were little Jimmy Hitler, I'd probably try to wrestle I would, you. I would wrestle you. <laughs> I would wrestle you hard. But, you know, like, and that's when he starts, like, for no reason, like, vitamin C's attacked twice. Our yeah. character, vitamin C, who we've mentioned, who's the trucker vegetarian, and he's attacked twice by Georgie in the movie. And one of the attacks, the second attack, he gets in a head. Georgie puts him in a headlock so bad he decides to puke all he over the. He pukes all over projectile vomit. Yeah. The one time he's like, "Hey, man, could you shut off that TV? It's so loud." Georgie just backhands him. <laughs> and Georgie, you think not Georgie? Uh, no, vitamin C is like a hip, progressive guy. I mean, he talks about vegetarianism, and yep. he seems like very polite. Yep. Someone you would think would probably vote for Biden this time of year, but then he looks at Georgie and says, "Hey, turn off that homo stuff." Yeah, you're he's right. He's talking about wrestling and turn up. Like, so I was like, vitamin C, you lost a little uh, cred with me. Yeah, and then I'm also curious about Anwar's dick. Does that sound weird? I'm curious, too. Let's expand on that in just a second, okay? And we're back! Anwar's dick. Where is Edie? Saying? We had to put Edie away. The squeaky toys were the squeaky a little too squeaky toys, much. you guys heard, yeah. So. Our listeners are going to get mad at that. Let's get back to Anwar's dick. Mm-hmm. He always seems to, uh, Uncle Anwar, the jar... Anwar always is like, I had the, my genitalia is no longer here. I don't know where it is. And the jar Anwar is looking at Sheetar. And I remember him looking at her and he goes, oh, like something like, oh, Sheetar, your body looks good. What a set of knockers. Mm-hmm. If I only had my schlong, you would only know the meeting of machismo. It's one of the key funny line from the movie. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that the dick is in the jar, like at the bottom. Okay. Oh, well, so. interesting that that wouldn't decompose after he was in the grave for 20 years, but... <laughs> Neither did the brain, brother. His brain was fine, so I guess his dick could be fine, too. This man was powerful. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Maybe that's another hashtag, Anwar's dick. Hashtag Anwar's dick. As we talk about, you know, we went into, you know, as Anwar sent the, the nephews out to go find the uh, <clears throat> stomachs of a couple tramps. Right. The brothers decide to dress up really funky. Uh, Georgie looks like a punk, and Mikey... Looks like a Prince knockoff. Or, Jackson or with a John Stamos haircut. 
Oh, like a yeah. high John Stamos haircut. I agree. So they go in to this Club Dread. Right. And this is, again, Andy and I laugh about this scene. This is a true scene. They're going into the back door of this club, Club right. Dread, and there's two bouncers there. And their bouncers are only doing their job and asking for IDs. Right. So the two brothers try to push through them. We're on and the list. We're on the list. One of the, yeah. And the, one of the bouncers says, well, I just need to see some IDs. Yeah. Jordy proceeds to pick up one of the bouncers, yeah. throw him in the road, and as <laughs> he's laying in the road, a car like a you know from like you know the nineties, you the know, hydraulics, like hydraulics yeah. comes bouncing by and squashes the bouncer's head, killing him instantly. The the line of people start laughing. Laughs, Everyone like just right is now. laughing as yeah. this guy dies. Georgie like he killed a guy. Yeah, with his head being exploded under a tire, the other bouncer goes. You guys go inside and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Go on in. And then proceeds to look at the boun- other bouncer and go, are you okay? Yeah. Like, first degree murder. Well, I wouldn't say it's first degree because it probably wasn't preempted. Premeditated. Or mal- premeditated, thank you. But still. Definitely second degree. Second degree, but he gets away <laughs> with it. But this is where we meet the two girls, the, the stomachs of the couple tramps. Right. And uh, they pick them up. That was easy. That was an easy pickup, by the way. All they had to do was say, we'll buy you a drink and that they own a restaurant and they're in a band. Yeah. And, and these chicks were like, hell yeah, let's go. So super skanky. Super skanky, and they take them back to the diner mm-hmm. because they got to get their stomachs. Mm-hmm. But Mikey and my girl are making out. Uh, when I say my girl, it's it's the girl that I, my dick kill shot. We're, yeah. Dick kill shot's coming up. Dick kill shot of the week. And so they send Georgie and his girl downstairs to the basement this is where I know Georgie's gay because he's freaking out about hanging out with a girl and yeah, he, he doesn't feel comfortable and no big deal but mm-hmm. that's why he, like I was like why does a Uncle Anwar jar keep saying like don't let Georgie go to the gay clubs and yeah um and again, when, they, when she says, give me tongue, he decides to suck her whole face from the basement. Uh, again, this movie has something for everybody. Yes, it does. That's a great call. And this is where, as again, Andy and I are talking during the week about this movie we're watching. I'm like, this is my dick kill shot, brother. And yeah. he's like, battered girlfriend. And I was like, what's he talking about? Hmm. That's when Mikey says, hey, you ever played battered girlfriend? Hmm. So he brings out a bowl of battered Bad. juice, which yeah. I guess is egg white. and It's... It's the what thing is, that gives you the breading, the breading on most so. of the stuff that you eat, like fried chicken, fried fish fillets, it's yes. the batter. Yeah, the chicken tenders, whatever. So right. he's rubbing it all over her body. Right. And and Very she's like, and, and she, yeah, totally. And she's like, this is so dirty. I love it. Oh, let's get kinky, this, Mikey. Yeah, this is great. So then he's like, I well, must lay look down. a mess. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah, she's like, do I look gnarly? And he's like, no, you look good enough to eat. Then he switches on this switch, uh, switches on a the fryer. This fryer. And the fr- fryer starts boiling. It's instantly 500 degrees yeah. or whatever. So he lays her down and he's like, I forgot one thing. And he dumps her head as she's laying down, dumps her head into the fryer. Yeah. So at this point, I'm thinking, cool, we're going to see like a Greg Nicotero kind of gnarly like face <laughs> melt or something. He puts her head in the fryer and she's buck naked. She's Well, she's wearing thongs. Oh, uh, well, she, she's topless. She rips his uh, earring off, which is, I guess, where he puts his amulet that we talked about mm-hmm. that the uh, homeless person finds mm-hmm. she pops out of the fryer her head does and she is 
nothing but a falafel head. She is a falafel head. It's some great. might some might call it a meatball, but it's a falafel. It's a vegetarian restaurant. And so she starts running around. She starts freaking out. And her a falafel head with a thong on and she's running around the diner <laughs> freaking out, bashing into stuff. That yeah. yeah. And then so Mikey takes a broom, one swing, knocks her head off, decapitates her. The yep. falafel ball head rolls down the steps to where Georgie and the other the girl other are. Yep, yep. That's where she starts freaking out. Like, I don't feel cool about doing this. Yep. She uh, starts trying to run around. She, she starts to leave. She sees Mikey pulling the stomach out of yes, her she, friend's torso. She freaks out. She finds a door, grabs onto it. Body parts fall out. She finds a way to get out, but then she decides, <laughs> oh, I lost, I forgot my purse. <laughs> Never go back for your purse. <laughs> Never go back for your purse. Do not go back. But why would you go back for your purse after you see your friend's stomach get pulled out? And <sighs> as you're grabbing a door to get out, like feet she and sees... arms and torsos and all these body parts fall out. But she's like... She sees eh. daylight. She's free. Yeah, she is good to go. Home free. God damn it. Gotta go back for my purse. And Yeah. And then, of course, she dies through Georgie with one slice of a meat cleaver. Yeah, top of the head. Top of the head. <laughs> Straight down. <laughs> like, it's not like a... Yeah, it's a vertical... Ver yeah, he he one cuts swipe. Her, he cuts her in half from tip of her head downwards, through her torso. One swipe. Yeah, so that's uh the meatball, the falafel head kill was my dick, dick kill shot. shot. Kill week. Dick yeah. kill shot of the week. So, I hope uh, I did. Yeah, I will be able to post something on our social. Should media I sense. do mine? Yes, go ahead. Do right. yours right now. Uh, I picked one this week, a dick shot kill of the week, and um. Just we're in episode four, Nick. So brief history on Dick Shot Kill. We call it Dick Shot because the very first episode, the very first Splatter movie we University was Splatter University, and the very first kill in that movie was a guy getting stabbed in the dick, and that's that's where we coined the phrase the Dick Shot Kill. So each week we will bring you our Dick Shot Kills of the Week, and mine involves a rival diner owner named Stan. It's a very real quick, tiny little subplot to this movie. Stan is always tried to uh, get the secret recipe secret ingredients to these uh, our brothers our hero brothers of the movie yep so he can compete with them and at one point in the movie when the diner is very crowded stan steals or he he gets some food to go and, and ducks out of there really quickly uh, but he comes back later and he actually steals uncle anwar in a jar he steals the brain in a jar basically kidnaps uncle anwar he's got him over at his diner trying to get uh, get the ingredients or get he's forcing anwar to give him the ingredients yeah. because if he doesn't he's threatening to flush him down the toilet right i'll flush you down the toilet i'll give you a tour of the city's uh, sewer <laughs> system starting with my commode or whatever yeah. he said um and and what does anwar say like you drive a hard bargain or, yeah or something like that i'm an old brain yeah. yeah so um basically stan wants to compete he wants his food to be as popular as the boys or more popular than the boys so he can compete on the diner level. Well, this this all takes place just prior to the final big club feast yep. scene of the movie. The boys go to get Uncle Anwar back, and, and <laughs> what they end up doing is Stan's diner's kind of got bars on the windows, and I think at one point he's reaching, they got him cornered, and he reaches out of the window, and he's trying to get a key. He's locked in, and he's trying to get the key out of the door so he can get free and run away, and they lop off his, his right hand. Earlier in the movie, he had said, I would give my right arm... <laughs> To learn their recipe. For their recipe, I would give my right up. <laughs> One thing we also have to remember, too, is that Stan has, uh, to make his diner mm. look crowded, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's got a mannequin dummy that uh, has ventriloquist. a beard. Ventriloquist dummy. No, but the dummy sort of looks like a beard. The dummy has a, like a mannequin. Yeah. Has on a cowboy hat. Yeah. A, a lit cigarette. 
Right. He sits with a bowl of soup in mm-hmm. front of him. His voice comes from Stan. Stan does the voice, like, so, a, ventrilo- like a ventriloquist. But yeah. yeah, but the detectives talk to yeah. this dummy, and they're like, yeah. well, can you tell us where they are? And you, well, you might want to go over there and yeah. check this out. So, Who knows? But it's Stan doing the voice. Exactly. So do they... The detectives don't look at Stan and go, hey, man, will you quit doing that fucking voice? Yeah. They're looking at the dummy going, oh, thanks for your help, brother. I think that that is just one of those things. B-movie. Where we're, we're, do, we're dealing with a, a low-budget B-movie. This movie cost 333000 to make in 1980. Yeah. That's a fucking... That would be six hundred. If someone gave me 600000 to make fucking Murder Cabin right now, I'd be like, I can do it. So the boys cut off Stan's right arm, his, his hand. And uh, he's got blood spurting out. They actually, he, he gets away, he gets into his car, and he's all like, I'll show you, I'm going to go to the cops, blah, 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 blah. And just as he's he's reaching, okay, so you're, imagine you're in your car without a right hand. You, you got blood squirting out of a stump. You need to start your car. So you're reaching around the steering wheel with your left hand to turn the key to start the car. He gets a... Uh, and he gets the car started. He puts his left hand in the steering wheel, and the boys cut it off because his driver's side door is still yep. open. So now he's got both hands. And instead of <laughs> screaming in horrible misery, he's like, "Oh my God! I'll get you guys! I'll tell you to cut off both my arms! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't give a shit!" And he's driving away with blood squirting out of his stumps. It is covering the in, windshield. The inside. interior, the interior, of the windshield is getting covered with blood. What does he do? He turns on the wipers. Because that's going to work. It's going to real work. And the whole time, again, he's not... Sc- I would If I had both hands gone, I wouldn't be driving a car. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, both my hands are gone. Oh, I would at least try to pull away and then find some help. Cauterize it? I don't know. I would. So he's driving with both <laughs> his hands gone. He's just sort of holding the steering wheel with stumps, more or less. And he ends up crashing the car. And Into assume, a... Yeah, I guess they live in a mountainous we, area. We assume he dies. But that is... Oh, he does. That is my dick kill shot. If he doesn't die in the car accident, he bleeds out from both his hands being cut off. We will put both our dick kill shots on our <laughs> on our Instagram slash you underscore podcast, uh, so you can see both of our dick kill shots. Oh my goodness! Uh, and I know that we are like kind of getting close to like where we like to stop, but I still can't. Friends of slash you, uh, <laughs> there's so many intricate points in this movie that Holy we're gonna God. forget. Mm-hmm. One of my points to Andy was, is like, why are there so many Hitlers in this movie? Wow, the wrestler and the horn players and the resurrection. So they rent a club out. They rent out the same club that the bouncer whose head splattered out. They have to bring the body of Sheetar there, the yep. virgin, right. who, Connie, who, again, we don't really bring up the, they went to the wrestling match of Jimmy Hitler and Georgie. <laughs> The brother, little Jimmy Hitler was kicking Georgie's ass, but then his brother sitting in the audience hit him like in the side with a rock from a slingshot, Mm -hmm. falls down, Georgie gets on top of him, grabs his leg, bites a fucking huge chunk out of it Mm -hmm. right next to Connie and uh, Mikey. The blood starts squirting all over Connie. Mm -hmm. He takes the piece of skin, blows it at Connie, and gets in her hair, and she's like, Mikey, take me home. I mean, there's blood all over her from an amateur wrestling match. (laughs) And he decides, like, well, I've made a meal for you. And she's like, no, I just want to fucking go home. You know, my dad's a cop. Take me fucking home. He knocks her out in front of a whole audience and every and one of the guys looks at like some guy in the audience looks at him and he says she hates the sight of blood so i'm like oh cool so knock out this girl like hauls her away you couldn't get away with that shit nowadays but no 
but then we get uh, we're, we're 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 getting everything set for uh, uh, the resurrection of Sheetar. Right. The blood buffet right. is ready. Uh, the audience is there. The virgins there. Connie is 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 wrapped up, tied up, and she's in front of the Sheetar uh, body, Frankenstein of immoral women of body parts, and yep. the, it, it's there. It's ready to go. But there's a band playing. Dino in this Lee. Club. Yeah, at this club. Okay. Dino Lee, which. Fun facts, he was Rockabilly before Rockabilly was cool. Cool. Uh, a, a song called Stud Pony was playing, and he is the image of this this gathering, I should say. He pulls a sausage out of his pants, and the like a, a, a meat sausage out of his pants, like a, not, a, not like his dick. But it's a yeah. very bizarre part of the movie. Yes, like, and this is where we could dissect this down, like if Dr. Phil was, uh, like if he was a, a celebrity that was on uh, Slash You, the podcast would probably go for four hours. <laughs> so much happens in this 10-minute scene that I don't... So they give out the drugs, they turn into zombies, the band... Keeps uh, playing. They, but, they're, but the band is, besides Dino Lee, who's dressed as like a, a psychobilly Elvis, yep. the other b- members are dressed as Hitler. Hitler. Playing saxophone and trumpet and all yeah, that. Yeah, and guitar and shit. And so everyone starts eating each other. There's, and there's two people in a horse costume on yes. stage, too. For some reason. For some reason. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Andy, like, I'm scared. Seriously, next week on Slash U, it's going to be a true crime episode I'm going to pick up. Like, I'm <laughs> sick of this, man. Like, I don't know what's... There's so much going on in this last scene that I got, yeah. I got scared. Like, I didn't yeah. know, Andy. There's a lot. It, they crammed a lot into that last scene. So we talked about Mikey getting shot by the cop and then the vagina stomach and then so d- and we did so roll credits? Yeah, actually part of this last scene was something I wanted to mention yeah, was bring we it actually up. get some classical music. The Tannhauser Overture by Richard Wagner <laughs> plays in that last scene. We actually get some legitimate like cultured music it's not just made up it's not a synthesizer it's not anything like it's and i think it added to that very nicely hey yo i dig what you're saying it, it, it really did funny. bring everything together genuinely funny with that classical music playing in my opinion and that's why we can't do a kill count because everything at the end of this fucking like the again like we saw the the, the the nude aerobics mm-hmm. i guess i could see like okay 16 girls died there this club scene was packed, and so the, the cannibalistic bikers, the Nazis, the Nazi band members, the punks, the yuppies, they all died. Again, you know, let's be honest. I didn't know. The other thing about, sorry to interrupt. No. The other thing about this club scene was I was unaware that if you just ate a lot of appetite stimulant, that you would literally start eating your friends. Because that's what happened. <gasps> yeah, but... And these guys, they, everybody was popping pills that they thought were drugs, but it's appetite stimulant. And they all end up kind of turning green and, and just started... They're zombies. Zombies. They start eating each other. What was it? So, Based on the appetite stimulant? So we got zombies, <laughs> Nazis, cannibalistic bikers, yeah. uh, nude aerobics, yeah. wrestling, A Lumerian yuppies. goddess yeah, of lust yeah. and, and blood. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing we're missing is Donald Trump. I mean, that right. would have probably made everything better. Uh, directed by Jackie Kong. Music by Don Preston. This was... Blood Diner, 1987. Now can Available. we roll credits? Yeah, roll credits. Roll Available credits. on Hulu Plus. Uh, give us your plugs, Nick. My plugs are, of course, us, Andy. Mm-hmm. Slash you underscore podcast on Instagram. And today being National Puppy Day, please give all your puppies and kitties a big kiss from Andy and I. Thank you. Yeah, as we record this, it's National Dog Day. Thank whatever. you. Yeah. Did I say National Puppy Day? Sorry, puppy National day. Dog. Puppies are baby dogs. Dogs, yeah, and so are kitties. It works. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Love your pets. Uh, the podcast, uh, we have a Facebook page, slash you, p- 
podcast. Uh, working on setting that up. Nick's done a very excellent job with the Instagram. I am working on slowly um, getting the Facebook page up and running, um, which will be fine, uh, available in the near future. I am at uh, Andyman006 on Instagram, but also slash you underscore podcast. Uh, and I'm at AJ so mad on Twitter. I don't really tweet a lot. Uh, I more or less like uh, other funny tweets. Uh, we might set up a Twitter for this podcast. I'm not sure. It gets too political and I get too angry. Yeah, I, I, I get rid of my Twitter account. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter's a nasty place. No, we're running a little over, but Twitter it's is fine. an angry place. Follow us on Insta. That's probably the best bet. And, and Facebook, man. You're going to set Facebook. up Facebook. It's going to be great because yeah. we want to we want to hear we really do want to hear from everyone. So for next week, what are we watching next we're week? We're going to watch Madman. Madman? Madman. One word. From 1982, 89 minutes long. At a youth summer camp, a kid calls out the name of killer Madman Mars. Suddenly, counselors are being murdered. Yes. Another reason summer camp sucks. <laughs> it is available on Amazon Prime for a rental price of $1.99. So cheap. So it's the first movie that we've recommended that's got a price tag attached to it. But of course, $1.99 so is totally worth it. You get the enjoyment of the movie and our podcast. If I only make a dollar a year off this podcast, it is worth it. <laughs> Madman, 1982. Watch it, and we will talk about it in episode five. It's got some good stars. Thank you. All right, brother. Like and subscribe. Slash you. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm Nick. And I'm Andy. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at... Slash you. Slash you. Keep on slashing. No, Andy, stop it. I don't like...